the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast at thewordfm1007.com. And on today's program, in our second segment, we have a wonderful guest, great friend of mine. His name is Daisup Han. He's the founder and national facilitator of Prayer Surge Now. And we're going to be talking well, about a lot of things, but around uh, Israel and the destiny of Israel, the ultimate destiny for the Jewish people, and how we as believers, and I, I'm a Jewish believer, so I span this gap, I'm here in the middle of it, um, is is how are we to deal with what's going on in Israel, what's going on with anti-Semitism, what is the proper response of a Christian here, and not just over in Israel, but you know, here in El Paso County, the Pikes Peak region, where we live. And it's really a heart issue, and it's an understanding of the scriptures, and it's recon- reconciling you know, how we feel about people with how Jesus, how Yeshua feels about people. But in, in talking about this destiny, and, and Dai is going to bring it up um, later, is that Israel is called to be a holy priesthood, a, a set-apart people and a holy priesthood. And when we, when we think about that, and God is telling us, you know, as his people, that when we walk in his ways, when we listen to him, when we're obedient, that he raises us up to a level of priest. And he has promises that he's made to Israel— He has promises that he made to the church, grafted in Israel. And no matter what we're looking at in the headlines, that destiny will not be thwarted. And so it's very important that we not be focused on the headlines. We do need to know what's going on in the world. I I love my news feeds. I love to know what's going on. But as you've noticed, that can bring a lot of fear. It can bring a lot of confusion but his word, the word of, of Yehovah, the Almighty, and his promises are what always need to center us back. And so in, in looking at going into the New Testament in First Peter 2 and 9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may claim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who have obtained mercy, who have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And so in your identity as a Christian, who do you identify with? Who do you think that you are? (laughs) 
do you have some kind of push and pull over, well, this is the Jews and I'm a Christian. I don't exactly know where I fit in. I know it it says that I've been grafted in, but but you know, I've been told in the past that maybe we replace the Jews and and all of these things. It can be very confusing when we get into theology, but I, I want you to know who you are. You have this calling as now being a child of God. You have been called out and into his marvelous kingdom. And that is going to challenge, as it does all of us, to die to ourself and take on the identity of Christ himself. We are to be conformed into the image of Messiah. And so, what are your thoughts about Israel? What's going on in your heart? Are you angry with what's going on? Are you placing blame? And who are you placing on? It amazes us how much Christians are finding some moral equivalence between what the terrorists did very specifically to to be brutal and what Israel is being forced to do. And if you're feeling that way, why are you feeling that way? And so as we are in a world where suddenly anti-Semitism has become fashionable, you got to pick a side. We're in a, a in a war. We're in an eternal battle. And I would ask you, as I've done before, before you can go out and do anything in this world, are you checking your own heart to see what's going on inside it? I know I, as a Jew, have to not have hatred even toward the Palestinians and Hamas. And that's a tough thing to do. But we're called to do that. And so we're going to take a short break. And then we're going to come back with Dai Sup Han, the founder and national facilitator of Prayer Surge Now. And we're going to be talking about Israel's destiny and how we as a church are part of that. Thank you for joining me on Partners in the Gospel. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Haim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Haim Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, and you're listening to 100.7 FM, The Word on the Salem Radio Network. So happy to have you joining us as we are joined by Dai Sapan, founder and national facilitator of Prayer Surge Now. Dai Sup, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm so honored and privileged to be here, Chaim. Well, I, I know you're passionate about what we're talking about today, but I'll, I'll let you know a little bit about Dysup. Dysup Han is the founder and national facilitator of Prayer Surge Now, as I said, and one of the conveners of Israel Awake. He has helped coordinate summits of global leaders in Colorado and Israel, and this December he will be doing so in India. That's very exciting. Today we are talking about the ultimate destiny of the Jewish people. And for me, as a Jew, as an Israeli, uh, as an American Israeli, um, as a believer in Yeshua Messiah, 
you know, what is our ultimate destiny? There's a lot of people that have a lot of opinions about that. But Dice Up as a as a Korean, a South Korean, has a connection to Israel that that is I would say peculiar, strange. I was interesting to find out about it. I know you have a love for Israel, but I didn't know this about you. And you were telling me before the show that your Korean ancestors came from a city that is known as the Jerusalem of the East. So tell us about, I'm sitting across from a Korean guy who's from Jerusalem. Explain well, this to me. Here's a quick history, uh, <laughs> geography uh, lesson. Back in 1907, when all of Korea was one nation instead of north and south, one of the largest cities, Pyongyang, that is where most of my ancestry comes from. So if people ask you, are you from North or South Korea? I'll have to say I was born in South Korea, but my ancestry goes back to what is now what North is now Korea. North. Pyongyang is now the capital of North Korea. And back in 1907, there was such a powerful move of the Holy Spirit uh, God gave this tremendous revival, uh, and thousands and thousands of people in and around Pyongyang in a very short period of time became follower of Jesus Christ, follower of Yeshua. Uh, you could sort of compare that to what, what took place in Acts chapter 2. Uh, Holy Spirit manifested himself differently. There was no tongues of fire, but there were some real supernatural things that happened that brought uh, the kingdom of God to Pyongyang, Korea, in 1907. Okay, and tell this moniker, this moniker of, of Jerusalem, where is that yeah, from? Yeah, so, so when, um, when Christian leaders all over the world heard about what took place in Pyongyang, and they had documentation and eyewitnesses, it was confirmed, it wasn't just a rumor, some of them began to uh, refer to Pyongyang as the Jerusalem of the East, because they felt like, these kinds of occurrences are very rare, and they read about it in Acts chapter 2, and okay. they heard about it through eyewitnesses back in 1907. Okay, well, that's interesting, because I, in, in a lot of ways, having lived in Israel for nine years, and and see Colorado Springs with America's mountain, and, and being the center of everything and the high ground that, that we here in Colorado Springs are a Jerusalem, in a way, for America, sure. this being our mountain. So I guess you're drawn to these. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, some people have around. called us Jerusalem of the West, not so much because of revivals and salvation, but because we're, we, we're headquartered of so many ministries here right. that, that hopefully will soon begin to work together for God's oh, glory. Oh, well, you know what? We keep praying for that, absolutely. So tell us, you know, when did you start getting this, this affinity for Israel and the Jewish people? Well, uh, back in 2007, the Lord placed on my heart to start this prayer ministry with the help of a bunch of brothers called Prayer Surge Now. Back then, our concern was for what was happening with our troops in Iraq. Things were going really bad. And as we were praying into that, the Lord whispered into my mind, Israel needs protection. And if this war goes gets out of hand, it can bring destruction and mm-hmm. devastation to Israel. Uh, and here we are. Uh, 16 years later, and we're seeing that destruction and devastation, and my heart is broken. Now, you know, coming from uh, Korea, from South Korea, it's well known that Christians in South Korea are, you know, on fire. They're very strong evangelical believers and have a connection to Israel. So what's it, what, what is the connection that you feel being a South Korean, you know, to the, to the nation of Israel? And, and how do South Korean Christians generally, you know, manifest that and, and well, practice that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, whether it's a Korean 
congregation in Korea or Korean American congregation, uh, the senior pastor is the lead intercessor. And usually the senior pastor leads early morning prayer five to seven every morning, Monday through Friday, or even into Saturdays. So there's a lot of prayer going on, and many of the congregations do pray for peace of Jerusalem and salvation of Israel. So that just became part of the Christian culture there because of the the leadership. I believe so. And, you know, the Lord revealing what's already in the Scripture, (laughs) right? It's it's plain in the Scripture. You cannot— uh, if you avoid scripture that has to do with Israel and destiny of Israel, then I'm thinking, what are you reading in the Bible? It's all over the place, mm-hmm. Old Testament, New Testament. Well, that's a great lead into our next question, because right now we have the situation in Israel that's a month ago today, um, being the, the 8th of November on October 7th, uh, this attack happened in Israel. Um, certainly there's been conflict over there you know, a long time. And uh, as a person who's an American and an Israeli, I lived over there. I experienced terrorism. You know, a lot of this is flowing back. But what's really surprised me is how quickly the anti-Semitism that we didn't understand was in this country and how much things were set up around the world. Um, but it seems to be in the in the church also that there are a lot of churches that are not uh, finding a way <laughs> to even be able to denounce the terrorism, which no matter what you think of the state of Israel, you have to be able to identify evil and call it out. So how do you think that this is, that those who are you know, Bible-believing Christians are ending up in a place where they can't seem to call out evil? Sure. So if Israel did the same acts against Palestinians, then I would call out Israel. If Christians... Uh, committed genocide against Hindus, I would or call Muslims, out fellow yeah. Christians, right? So so we need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And yet, we also need to realize that ever since God called Abraham, Abram, to follow him, history has changed. And God has given destiny to sons and daughters of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's all over the scripture it's part it's what old testament is all about and new testament confirms it and and for me personally uh, i i had the privilege of going to uh israel for the first time uh last may and i really sensed the presence of god and favor of god it not only in jerusalem but also in bethlehem uh which is occupied by mostly arab muslims mm-hmm. and also my brother-in-law is a reformed jew my sister converted and uh, uh, he has relatives back in Israel, and and so he has he has uh, he has uh, nephews that are uh, recently had to put on the uniform to defend Israel. Idea. So this is very personal as well as very very spiritual for me. So so how do you think that Christians are you know reading the Bible and yet and yet not able to uh, to call this out? Well, in the Book of Acts, Paul honor the Bereans because they didn't just believe him just because he preached. They searched the scriptures. I would advise my brothers and sisters in Christ to search the scripture. If you search the scripture, God's going to lead you and show you, uh, like, uh, for example, one of the verses that I'll be sharing in a moment. But the scripture is filled with God's promises for Israel. Mm-hmm. And if God, if, if God reneges his promise uh, that he that he's made with Israel, 
then I can't I can't even be secure of my own salvation. Right, right. What guarantee a, does the church because have? Because we have a right? God that's wishy-washy. Right. You know, but our God keeps his promise. Even when I am faithless, the word says that he is faithful. So obviously, seemingly, reading the headlines, listening to the news, mm-hmm. it's a very perilous time for not just Israel and, and Israeli Jews, but Jews worldwide as this anti-Semitism is surging. But as you read the scriptures, what do you see as the ultimate destiny for the Jewish people? Yes. So this is in the book of Exodus. Uh, after God performed all these miracles, and finally the Pharaoh said, I will let you guys, I will let you go. And Moses not only led Israelites, but many, many, possibly even more Egyptians and other foreigners that were living in the land of slaves. So, uh, so now they have crossed the Red Sea, and God is now ready to show Moses what the destiny of the Hebrews or the Israelites is. And this is found in Exodus chapter 19, verse 6. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So this tells me that Israel, the Jewish people, are to represent our Father in heaven. They are to come into relationship with Yeshua and share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. And they are to live a holy life so that they would model what it means to be a follower of Yahweh, the one and only true God. And I believe that is the destiny of the Jewish people. And I'm so honored that I've been grafted into uh, uh, into the tree, into mm-hmm. the vine, mm-hmm. so that you and I, the Bible says, Jew and Gentile could walk as the one new man. And together we could shine uh, the light of Jesus Christ, shine the light of Yeshua. But I have, I have not replaced you or any other Jew. I have not replaced them. We, we join because God is additive. That's right. right? He wants to add to right. his family, not, not to divorce one side and marry another mm-hmm. and things like that. That is not the nature of God. But I, as a Jew, needed to be, even as a natural branch, as it would say, needed to be grafted back onto the tree, too, because we fall away. And this is, unfortunately, the pattern of Israel. Um, that, that, and, and so I like to say to people, you know, there's the state of Israel, but we're really talking about the king of Israel and the, and the ultimate destiny, even though we bring these things on ourselves. We do as Jews, we do as Christians. If we don't follow him, we bring these things on ourselves. But our ultimate destiny is the restoration back to him. And I know that that you pray for that, and that's a big part of what you do. And we mentioned your ministry, Prayer Surge Now. Tell us about that. How, how did that come about, and, and what are you actively doing? What's, what's happening in the ministry now? So Israel Awake is an in-person gathering, and we focus on um, the peace of Jerusalem, salvation of Israel towards global harvest. And that is focused on worship, prayer, and inspiration. Uh, not a lot of talking, but us seeking the Lord together. And like the one that you joined us with uh, at the Gateway Prayer Garden, Haim, back on 
September 30th. Who would have thought a week later? Well, a week later, right? Yes. We did yes. on the first day of of Sukkot of Tabernacles. Right. Dai, and and by the way, if you're if you're joining us late, we're talking with Dai Subhan, who is the uh, founder of. Um, and national facilitator for Prayer Surge now, and also a convener of these Israel Awake that uh, at the Gateway Prayer Garden down in the south end of Colorado Springs, there was this wonderful gathering uh, on Shabbat to to pray for Israel and to bring all the nations together. So, yes. and you're continuing to That's do right. those now. Now, Prayer Surge now uh, we've been doing it every week on Saturday morning, and it's a telephone prayer, and we invite the body of Christ to listen. And pray together, and we uh, and we pray for many things, but we always begin uh, with prayers for Israel and the Middle East. So, so that's been a constant theme for us. And so, during these more than sixteen years of facilitating this ministry, Saturday mornings, uh, God has really given me more of His heart for Israel. He has shown me how to apply Scripture into my life, but in the Old Testament, this is the word for the Jewish people. And it's and and in many cases it's still the word for the Jewish people. Because Zechariah eight says, There'll come a day when powerful nations and peoples of the world would want to flock to Jerusalem and grab a hold of a Jewish man's garment. And I would dare to say Jewish women and children mm-hmm. as well. Because at that time millions of Jews will fall in love with Yeshua. And they will say we heard that God is with you. Take us to him. That is an unfulfilled word of the Lord. And I believe that uh, that could happen just to, just right around the corner. And this is a wonderful time for us to pray for Jewish people because they're desperate. Not only the ones in Israel, but, but many Jews in America are fearful because people, because they thought that these people love them, but all of a sudden, People are turning against them, especially the younger generation. 18 to 25, they listen to social media, they don't do the fact check, and they go with the Hamas propaganda. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, God loves everybody. And yet, if someone is going to come into my house, uh, wanting to kill my wife and kids, then God would want me to defend my family. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we have to stand for righteousness— The, the the whole thing, and this is something that, you know, I've been talking to people about, the way to combat anti-Semitism is one heart at a time, and we have to check our own. But really, that's just, it's a hatred of a group of people uh, for whatever reason. And so we call out to to all Christians and all people uh, to to check their own heart first and see where they're at on this. Why are you judging things? Not that Israel is perfect, but no nation no, but no nation, actual state is, and the perfection is only going to come with the return of Messiah and and the waking up of of everyone and the change in their heart. So, so I would say that to you is to check your own and make sure because I know Christians they know they're not supposed to be anti-Semitic, but somewhere in the culture maybe you picked it up, and and that's going to end up eating you up more than anything. The anti-Semitism in Germany destroyed Germany, and it will destroy our nation as well. And what we want to do is bring life and, and lift it up. So so the website is prayersurgenow.net, right? Yes. Prayersurgenow.net. Um, as we're finishing up, how can people come alongside you, get involved? What are, what are ways that they can work with you in your ministry? Sure. So just visit prayersurgenow.net, 
And then uh, you can find out more information about what we do on Saturday mornings. And also, I have another email address, very similar, uh, prayersurgenow at gmail.com. Reach out to me uh, if some of you want to gather and learn about Israel Awake in-person gatherings. We want to do at least a couple in Colorado next year, as well as in other states. Just just reach out to me at uh, now at gmail.com. And I really think that besides praying, which is very, very important, we really need to have conversations with our Jewish neighbors and just ask them, what are you feeling right now? Tell me. Uh, this is not a time to uh, throw the Bible at them or, 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 or tell them, hey, you're not walking with Yeshua, so you're going to go to hell. We, we don't want to do that. We want to just come alongside and love. We need to demonstrate the gospel because if we don't do that, then they're, gonna, they're not going to want to hear the proclamation of the gospel. And this is a perfect time to love on our Jewish neighbors. Amen. Well, Dice Upon, thank you for being on Partners in the Gospel today. It's been a pleasure you. having you here. Well, I'm Haim Goldman, the Watchman, and you've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our episodes and podcast on our website, thewordfm1007.com. Now, get out there, my brothers and sisters, and be that holy priesthood, that set-apart priesthood, because you are called to be part of Israel. You are grafted in. Go out and minister to others, to Jews, to non-Jews. Bring that love, bring that light, bring that salt that we so need in this dark and hurting world. Make an impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.